With Long Island local news on Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. New York Governor Kathy Hochul is toughening her public safety platform to help Democrats retake control of the House, a strategic reset after Republicans won a series of upsets in the state's congressional races by seizing on concerns over crime. As reported by the Associated Press, the recalibration follows a disastrous midterm election cycle for Democrats in New York after Republicans flipped four U.S. House seats in the state last year, helping them win control of the chamber. The Democratic losses were blamed by many, including those in her own party on Hochul's apparent failure to mount a forceful top-of-the-ticket response to fears about crime, a key Republican point that resonated with voters in New York City's suburbs. Ahead of next year's election, the governor has begun amplifying centrist tweaks to the state's bail laws, as well as a slate of new policies on firearms. Against the political messaging backdrop, a legal battle over the state's congressional lines has reached New York's highest court and could end up reshaping districts before the next election. Hochul and the Democrats are backing the lawsuit, which seeks to redraw the congressional lines that were used last year. Republicans have accused Democrats of trying to make districts less competitive. New York State's highest court is expected to take up the case later this year. In other news, alpha-gal syndrome is in the spotlight, but is it really on the rise? Local experts are unsure as they continue to study the situation. Kaylin Riley reporting on 27East.com that at the end of July, the CDC published new studies that included the lab results of people who had been tested for antibodies to alpha-gal, a tick-borne condition that can cause an allergic reaction to mammalian meat and people who have been bit by the Lone Star Tick, the tick with the telltale white dot on its back. Studies showed that for 12 years, between 2010 and 2022, more than 110 cases of alpha-gal were diagnosed in the country. But the true number is believed to be closer to a half million because many doctors are still unaware of the condition and thus don't always know to order the test. The name alpha-gal refers to a certain type of sugar found in most mammals. Lone star ticks acquire the protein after biting an animal like a deer in the wild and can then transmit that sugar to humans by a bite, triggering an immune response in some people. Typically, signs of an allergic reaction can follow when those affected eat meat from hives to nausea and some rare cases, anaphylaxis. Rebecca Young is the patient navigator of the regional Tick-Borne Disease Center at Stony Brook Southampton Hospital, a position she has held for the past eight years. Young said that the Lone Star Tick has asserted itself in recent years, expanding its range from the south to the northeast. They're just blossoming here and moving west, she observes. And finally, nearly a year after the town of Southampton voted on CPF purchases, Community Preservation Fund purchases of the former 7Z dive school site in another nearby uh, Flanders Road property. They can't find the 7Z owner to close the $1.14 million deal. The lawyer isn't responding to town inquiries, and the town may have to bring a proceeding to force the closing. Uh, Town Supervisor Jay Schneiderman said recently, adding... Quote, we are not getting any response from them. And quote, Tom Gagola reporting on 27East.com that the blighted 3.1-acre property at 1140 Flanders Road, located at just a short waddle away from the iconic Big Duck, has been the community's anti-blight crosshairs since the dive school at the location closed in 2005. Oh, I know exactly what property they're talking about. Since then, the waterfront building has fallen into disrepair. The building was originally home to the Peconic Health and Racket Club and moving ahead to Greenlight, the twin purchases last year. Southampton Town described the properties, which it said comprises wetlands, vernal ponds, marshes, creeks, and ponds as an indispensable and fragile natural resource that is immensely important to both the environmental and economic health of the town, end quote. Reading the weather in Bridgehampton in honor of Caroline Doctorow, a big fan of the Big Duck, joining us here at the bottom of the hour to talk about her brand new single and homage to WNEW DJ Allison Steele, The Nightbird. 
looking like a sunny Wednesday with a high near 84 degrees. Northwest wind 14 to 16 miles per hour. Tonight mostly clear with a low around 66 degrees. West wind around 6 miles per hour becoming calm after midnight. Right now it's 74 degrees and we've got the last of our bird tracks. Mowgli, Yonhead and Bedouin. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, if we have all time for that those tracks. But first, a little Bozzy. It's Bird from the Infinite Dream record of 2022 right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the weekday morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Kept the bottle we drank from together. I don't know, is that insane? It's just every once in a while you got to remind yourself that it's you against the rain, and I'm not sure yet who will win. If there's a heaven and if there's a hell, I'm sure that we'll wind up there together and die in there as well. In the eyes of the other, breaking bread over anecdotes of what I don't know, but something funny I'm sure. And. If I held you too tight, but if you were warm through the night, I will let go. As wide as the storm that does brew, I will let go of you. As I wait, like strings to be plucked to the tune of a song you sang to me one day, Ricky, Ticky, Tabby, and Brad. If your wings have gone clipped. I press myself to your lips. I'll release you with what is left of your wings. I will leave you to sing. I 
Gorgeous. Bird from Bedouin's 2019 record Bird Songs of a Killjoy after Yunhead, Mowgli, and Bazi here on the Bird Night edition of The Heart, uh, inversely an homage to the night bird, Alison Steele, uh, as is the brand new single by the one and only Caroline Doctorow, who I have been giving a TMI uh Masterclass in my latest dramas outside of the studio, uh, in which I have zero drama. I very much appreciate the time that I have with all of you in the mornings. It's the most peaceful part of my days, these days and every day. Caroline, it is so wonderful to see you. Oh, great to be here. Thank I you. Haven't, I haven't seen you I since know. when? Before the pandemic, the bu- I think. The, the before times. Yeah, the before how has everything been going at Narrow Lane and with you? Everything is going great. I'm so happy that, um, you know, you invited me on to spin the new single, which took me about a year to write. I'm a very slow songwriter. Um, Purposeful, thoughtful. Yeah. Especially with a subject as uh, deep and meaningful as Alison Steele. Do you want to talk about what she means to you both as a musician and as someone who does radio. Right. Yeah, that's right. I do radio. Thank you. Um, When I was growing up, um, Alison Steele was a renowned DJ, um, and she was on WNEW-FM in the New York area. I grew up in New Rochelle um, from about 1968 to 1979. Right. And my dad, we lived in this... Um, three-story sort of old rambling house on Broadview Avenue. And on the third floor, my dad had his office. And I remember on rainy nights, I don't know why I was up so late um, back then, but anyway, he would have Alison Steele tuned in and we would listen together. And she was unusual <clears throat> in that she she was more than just spinning tracks. Um, she asked to be on the sort of graveyard shift because she felt she could be really good company 
um, to the people listening in. Um, and her show was the way that I found out about a lot of the artists, literally, that I'm still listening to today, you know, like Donovan and Leonard Cohen and The Grateful Dead and Jimi Hendrix and um, people like that. So she was my introduction to, um, you know, sort of a folk rock kind of music that I that stuck with me. I'm really glad that you mentioned uh, her intention of being good company to the listeners. Right. That's a really important function that uh, some might not even realize. Yeah. Is a, is a big part of the job. Right. And as another one, one of my favorite songwriters, Nancy Griffith, has a song called Listen to the Radio. And the chorus is, when you can't find a friend, you still got the radio. It's so true. <laughs> and the other thing about Alison Steele is she had a very sort of sultry delivery that um, sort of brought you in. And she read poetry at the beginning, top of her hour, which I think you... You, you know that. what's crazy is I didn't know that. Yeah. And and I remember years ago when I was on the AM dial, Joe Allegue, uh mentioning Allison Steele to me and saying you remind me of Allison Steele wow. and I didn't I didn't know at the time what an unbelievable compliment. Yeah. that was. Yeah. And the poetry thing and I still haven't really listened to her. Which I, I, which is in part because, you know, I, I can be influenced and I want to do my own thing. Right. Good but point. But it's that's a beautiful thing to know that uh, that synchronicity is coming together organically and naturally. Right. Yeah, that is great. I understand that. And at one point, I read that she had a hundred thousand listeners on any given night, which that. back then was even more amazing. That's and a lot of them were young men between eighteen and thirty-four. I think it was her super sultry voice. Her, yeah, her demo, her demographic. Yeah, um, but I think she was a really kind person. And in my own life, it, it's similar to how I felt when Mimi Farina of the folk duo Richard and Mimi Farina, when she passed away. I hadn't listened to their albums in many years, but realized the enormous effect that they had had on me. Um, so then I <clears throat> put out an album of all their music, but it was similar in writing this song, The Night Bird, because somehow I came upon Alison Steele's name and uh, it brought back all these memories of, you know, your formative years. Right. Yeah. I remember when you got in touch with me about this track, I had just mentioned her a couple of days ago. And I was like, this is... That's crazy. I, lo I love when the universe works in that way. Yeah. You know, right time, right, uh, right everything. All right. So talk a little bit more about writing this track. Well, see, the trick when you, for me anyway, when you write about um, of such a specific subject is that you want to deliver the song in a way that, you know, a person who perhaps doesn't even know who Alison Steele is, which is probably many people um, younger than me, you want the song to somehow break through to them, um, you know, so you don't want to sort of be so specific that people are like, who is that? What is that? You want to try at least to, to draw anyone in. So that was the big challenge, and hopefully. So, do you tell some of her story, and well, about who she is? Yeah, I do mention it a little, but not too much. Caroline, where can folks see you oh. this summer? Oh, right. uh, I will invite folks for sure to visit CarolineDoctorow.com to find everything. Um, but where where might we be able to well, see? Well, this you? Sunday. As it just so happens, I'll be at the Old Whalers Church Fantastic. in Sag Harbor at 10 o'clock. I think it's 10 o'clock. Um, singing a couple songs as part of one of the services, I guess you would call it, that Nancy Remkes puts together. Um, she's become very instrumental in bringing that congregation sort of more in the public eye and does a whole bunch of 
um, things every week. Beautiful. And people stop by and sing. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, And then actually toward the end of this month, I'll be on the Hudson River at a um, new series, excuse me, called Live on the Hudson. And that's in Edgewater, New Jersey on August 31st with my duet partner, Mr. Russ Seeger, who a lot of people out here know because they've seen him with me. And then I did want to mention something to save the date, October 20th, that's a Friday. I'll be doing a Coville show with my good friends, the Kennedys, um, folk duo, the Kennedys, at the Unitarian Meeting House in um, Sag Harbor. Is that across from the Topping Rose House? No. Okay. It's I of... saw you play at like a a building across oh, from yeah, the Topping yeah, yeah. Rose House years ago. Yeah, I remember that. So I'm cur- I was yeah. just curious if it was the same place. Um, Where is this? This is sort of in the middle of the Sag Harbor Turnpike. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> so we'll see you as early as this Sunday, as far off as October 20th. Uh, before we play the track, do you want to talk about this Live on the Hudson series? Because I know you just did a date, right? Yeah. Um, it started by our good friend named Spook Handy, who played a whole lot of gigs with Pete Seeger in the last 10 years of Pete Seeger's life. And um, Spook and I went to the Woody Guthrie Folk Festival together. He played guitar and harmonica with me um, in Okima. Now, what town is that in? Yeah, I think it's Okima, Oklahoma. Um, but anyway, this is a, a series that our other good friend, Gary Oliar, who's an amazing fiddle player, will be playing, and a whole bunch of really good people. So that's August 31st. Right in Edgewater, New Jersey. I'm Gianna Volpe. That is Caroline Doctorow, and so is this, her brand new single, The Nightbird, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, the Wednesday Wisdom segment underwritten by East End Food and LTV Studios on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. To hear what the night bird had to say, her sultry voice floated on the airway. She cast a spell through that radio dial, our stepping stone to a brand new style. Hendrix Joplin and Buffy St. Marie, she played all the Phonograph Turn on 
wasn't steel. The night bird.
Stay tuned for another great Caroline Doctorow track every day. Can't be Saturday night. It's a pandemic song. Right after Jimi Hendrix, Night Bird Flying. Uh, that was Stevie Nicks follow, uh, following Calipana Nightbird tracks right here on the Nightbird edition of The Heart on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County, streaming online to wherever you may be at WLIW.org slash radio. We'll be right back. Have it, folks. Hendrix's homage to the Nightbird, Nightbird Flying from 1971. Okay, I'm reformatting just a little bit. Here's how it's going to go The band, then Caroline Doctorow, Bob Seeger, and the Silver Bullet Band leading you into the NPR Newsbreak at the top of the hour, thus ending the Nightbird edition of The Heart here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Thank you to our guests this morning, Angus McCulley and Caroline Doctorow, as well as our underwriters, The Lust Group. East End Food and LTV Studios and all of you, listener supporters of WLI, WFM, news you can trust, music you love.
You can't. 